you know, they cannot express their joy, they cannot express their pain. Also, animal is, you know, animal also has punya, definitely. You know, especially if it's like a first world dog or, you know, and treated very well, taken out for car rides, all these things. Animals also have punya, but within the larger thing, there is no free will which is not coming under the spell of, you know, yeah, the programming. There is a certain programming. Human beings have free will that is unprogrammed, in, uninhibited to a certain, much more than the animals. And so, animals is seen as even more papa, less punya. And then if you are a celestial, like, what are they called? Yaksha, Gandharva, Kinnara, Karma Deva, Pitrilok, some of the Pitrus group, you know, these are all celestial musicians, ancestor Loka, all these residents of ancestor Loka, etc. You know, they are Punya Pradhana, you know, they meaning their bodies are mostly Punya. Because in heaven, in various, these are the various realms of heaven, there is, Lord Yama cannot come there as long as they are there. That is itself a lot of Punya. And there are no core issues. I don't like you, you don't like me, that is not there in heaven at all. And uh, you know, there is no Raga If you have a body that has gone to heaven, there is no strong likes and dislikes. This is what, you know, the, the Shastra say. Shastra say. And then there is also not um, digestive problems, right? Because you don't eat, you know. Then how do you survive? You survive by inhaling, siphoning off the nutrients of the food and you know, and inhaling the taste. Devaha Parokshatriyaha. So remotely, that's why just like when you do Naivedya to offer to the Bhagavan, how do you do? You go like this. And that's enough. So the aroma reaches them, and that's why all the modaks are for you. You know, if you have made 108, they remain in the plate intact. You know, Lord Ganesha doesn't say, I think I'll have five or six. No. This is what the whole thing is. Very nice. And so, this is the, uh, you know, so this is Punya Pradhana Sharira or Papa Pradhana Sharira. But then, the one who is little bit of Papa, little bit of Punya. Is what human, yeah, confused and you know walking all over the grace of Bhagavan, unprogrammed, and therefore if one is unprogrammed, there is always the freedom to violate Bhagavan's order, law, and people do that all the time. You see people doing you know a lot of uh, funny stuff, and so this is you know taking things that don't belong to them, you know offing somebody, all these kinds of things. It is all because there is free will. So this person with Papa Punya together is called Sobhya. Sobhya Vacha. And then Pratisabhya Vacha. You know, Pratisabhya Vacha, you know, it's like a, uh, what is that called? Uh, that in the form of an agreement. That which comes in the form of an agreement. What do these people say here? Pratisadhyaya, the amulet of protection. Yeah, that's not what we you know, that's not what you said, but usually it is more like an agreement, you know. Pratisadhyaya, uh, Pratisara is also movement, you know, movement and counter movement, but more, more in the sense of, you know, that which comes back as an agreement, like you put a proposition, like in a board meeting or something, you put a proposition and then what happens, then you get an agreement. Or literally also you can say, you go on a mountain top and say something loudly and then you hear it back, echo. So all that is coming under the word, that is a Yaja. So um, there is not any connection between, doesn't seem to be a connection between Sobhya and Pratisarya. Those are two different names. We, we are all looking at the man, various manifestations of the Lord. 
So when you say Sobhyayaja Namaha, you know, Namaha, my salutations unto that Bhagavan who manifests in the form of human beings, confused human beings. And my manifestations to the Lord who forms, who manifests in the form of agreement. And the Lord manifests in the form of agreement. Lord also manifests in the form of what? Disagreement. That is, you know, not mentioned. But it is, it is there. And then what? So, Yamya is, you know, that which belongs to Lord Yama. Yamya. Or that which is born of Lord Yama. What is born of Lord Yama? Death. Yeah. Death is what is born of Lord Yama. What can you know? What else can you say? So, unto that Lord Yama, you know, see, this is the only culture that you worship Lord Yama. No, no other place. You will not even mention death. But here, we are unafraid to worship Bhagavan in the form of death time. You know, time, more than time. Here, Yama means we are worshipping the fact that time is up. And sometimes Lord Yama is a relief to people with very chronic, painful situations. Lord Yama comes as a relief. You know, sometimes people are in bed for years. They are not able to do anything for themselves. So Lord Yama is a relief. And Lord Yama is also a relief because otherwise, you know, think about uh, how the resources of the earth are finite and if nobody died, then, you know, what would happen? You know, it would just, and so Lord Yama helps us. And also in terms of very difficult uh, beings that bite and they are poisonous snakes, Lord Yama, the order of the Lord has made it such that if the snake lays five or six eggs, then she's very tired, you know. She needs more nutrition and she eats, you know, makes an omelette of three or four of them. And only out of the six eggs, only three will hatch because the other three will be consumed. This is all the order of the Lord to keep the place, you know, in, in a certain, keep the earth in a certain kind of a balance of beneficial and inimical uh, resources. And so, Lord Yama is also endings. And endings are really transformations because nothing ends. You know, the body also doesn't come to an end. Body is there and then it becomes compost if you put it under the ground. Or it becomes ashes if you put it in the fire. These are the two common methods of disposal. Or like the, what the Parsis do is give it to the bee, beasts, you know, of prey and eagles and vultures etc. That is also another way. But again, it is consumed. And so like this, it is transformed. It is not, it doesn't really come, nothing comes to an end in this universe. It's just transformed into gases, into carbon dioxide, into ashes or into compost. So then, what if the body itself, which is finite, aging and which falls, is not coming to an end? What to talk of the indweller of the body? Who is the indweller of the body? The one who is saying, this is my body. Who is separate from the body, obviously, because that person can witness the body. So the witness is not, you know, the, the sum total of the body-mind complex. So if the body itself cannot be destroyed, then what to talk of the indweller? Who is Atma? Who is this Jiva? Who is, you know, who then, based on the Papa Bhumya, goes to various lokas, then what? Enjoys the lokas and then comes back. Vapas Agaya, you know, comes back for what? You know, because all those desires and karmas are there waiting to be exhausted and then so. The jiva takes birth again to finish the unfinished work in the past life. So this is what is, you know, this is all because of Lord Yama. He is the deity of transformation, total transformation. And, and this is, you know, so when faced with Lord Yama, Lord Yama is a teacher, a different kind of a teacher. 
because you see when there is you know some hope then the, the lessons are not you know that we need to learn when there is some hope hope of what hope of getting one's own way really hope of you know being able to prevail in a situation then the lessons are not very easily learned because one has a lot of you know sense of agency and one feels like i'm doing this i'm doing that there is a truck with what we call kartrutva do worship but then you know faced with lord yama lord yama says no hope here you, you know this is the end and then what happens is that there is a kind of a um, acceptance or they have there has to be and so that acceptance is what is talked about here as you know yamnyaya namaha may that acceptance of the law of endings and beginnings because it's no ending without a beginning it's interconnected and it's not really an ending it's a transformation so may there be acceptance of this which is very very difficult to accept and endings closings finishings conclusions especially of the at the end of one's life or the you know the whatever needs to transform let it take place so this is a frightening face of bhagavan which one doesn't want to look at because you know this means that i will lose everything that i had worked to get but it is not about losing and if you start looking at lord yama as a transformer rather than an antaka and person that brings things to an end it becomes much more easier to deal with so yamya is is the one that brings things to an end close the closer and then what kshemya kshemya means kshema means you know praptasya rakshanam kshemaha the one that retains so here bhagavan is not just the one that brings to to an end who is bhagavan bhagavan is the one who also helps retain whatever is beneficial to you kshemya kshemye bhava kshemya so that which is born of the wonderful things that nourish and retain what you want so the protector of all your objects of desires and the one that helps you unite with the objects of desire kshemya this is a name of bhagavan so we should not be put off by the ending because bhagavan is the ending he is also the beginning and he is also the middle so here you know the middle one that what is that sthiti shakti and sthiti karya the the, the ability to to maintain a stasis you know because certain things we want to be stable in one's life you know otherwise if you wake up every day and it's an unfamiliar situation you have to really think where you are you know that's not very comforting correct so and then you have to figure out and all the streets are new you don't know where to go that's very discombobulating so then the, the kshema has to do with retaining that which works and retaining the familiar and retaining that which is certain choices that you have made in life which are nurturing you know you have your family that is nurturing to you so that you obviously want to retain because you derive strength from them and you have your house that is also nurturing to you it may not be a big house but in a way it provides shelter and you know it helps you and you have your daily routine you know you wake up at a certain time you have a cup of tea or coffee you go here go there do this do that that is also nurturing to you you have yoga you have what else you know you have uh, you know aerobics you go for a walk whatever it is you do that also is nurturing so anything to that unto that lord who is in the form of all nurturing events habits things situations people etc namaha because of whom i can live my life you know and then what else is there namya yacha kshemya yacha urvaryaya yacha
Urvara means earth. Yeah. And Kalya, Kala means grain. Kalyaya means that it will be grain. Yeah. So Urvaryaya, you know, Urvaryaya means that which is born of earth. And this is the, what is that? So we have addressed Samhara Shakti, the uh, ability of the Lord to take back everything. We have addressed the ability of the Lord, the manifest Lord as, you know, the Shakti, which is, uh, what is that? Sthiti. And then what else is that? Srishti. This is Srishti. Lord as Srishti Karta. The Lord as the, you know, the one who crafts this universe. And the one who crafts this universe, the maker, the creator of the universe, here beautifully, you know, the kind of an earth-based metaphor. So that, uh, the one who is born of the, to that Lord who is born of the earth. You know, all the things born of earth, and uh, and of course, things born of earth means Mother Sita comes to mind. She was born of the cloud, and you know, she was found in the box underneath the ground. And so, like this, you know, so many things are born of earth, and all of them lead to Kshemya. Kshemya means they nurture the body, and then what? First, you eat the food. For how long? Maybe 40 years. After that, the food eats you. This is the law. This is also the law. So you eat the food, it nourishes you, and then you start saying, I can't have gluten. And then what you can't have? You can't have uh, sugar. You can't have oil. You can't have this. You can't have that. Then you can't eat anything, you know. You are a fresh air and that's all. You just breathe a few times a day deeply and then you survive somehow. Or you survive on pills, various kinds of pills. So, like this, you know, this so from, so the, the point is Yamya and Kshemya, the Lord in the form of Yamya, things which are connected, you know, which are brought to an end and Kshemya. The one who is nurturing are connected because that thing which was nurturing to you in the 20s is toxic in the 50s. You know, suddenly, you know, in the 20s you comforted yourself with a chocolate cake whenever you were upset. <laughs> chocolate cake means what? Not a piece, the whole thing. You know, <laughs> it's like that comic, you know, the, the mother says to the boy, 10 12 year old boy, as I saw this caption. So, there is a chocolate cake, you know, and then uh, please cut three pieces, you know, for you, me, and your father. So, he cuts only two pieces. Then, me, I told you to cut three pieces. There are already three cups. These two small slices are for you both. The rest is a big slice, big piece. The rest of it is for me. So, like this, you know. Uh, you comforted yourself with chocolate cake, no problem. You could have it, you could digest a stone and nothing would happen. And now what? You know, now you can't even, you can, if you look at it, you have to wash out your eyes. Just in case, just in case something happens. That kind of thing. So then, you know, and uh, I, I saw one more story. That said that you know old people are very very rich as they grow older and older, richer and richer they get. How? When there is silver in the hair and gold in the teeth and then, <laughs> and then sugar in the body, in the blood. And one more thing they said, sugar in the body and precious stones in the kidneys. <laughs> so like this, you know, there is a lot of you know this is. So the things that, that, this is the fun part, the fun part and the irony here is that the things that used to nurture you, you know, then claim you. Because that shows it's the same thing, correct? The same, you know, concoction of sugar, fat, everything in the form of chocolate cake, gluten, sugar, fat. You know, these are the three food uh, groups of chocolate cake that used to nurture you at a given point in your life is now claiming you. 
correct cleansing the body so that means it's the same chocolate cake and what is the chocolate cake exemplifying here it's the same bhagavan that both nurtures and then what you know consumes you know so yamya and phenya and then now srishtikarta uh, in the form of urvarya yacha khalya yacha so this is all earth born things because you know you the bhagwan has created the five elements definitely you know all the other elements can also be listed akasha vayu air akasha space air you know fire water those said here but really speaking things first grow out of the earth correct and of course without air and without atmosphere without water without fire sun nothing grows so all those have to be taken into account but here the most direct cause of something being born is is talked about here earth born earth based you know urvarya yacha khalya yacha khalya means grains all kinds of grains you know multi grain and you know all kinds of things and in ancient india they had thousands of varieties of grains even rice they had so many varieties they in india uh, just the rice itself they had almost uh, 1200 1300 varieties of rice but now because of big agri business monsanto and all the nonsensical you know commercial farming etc they have now only few grain you know few i think 40 or something like that and infosima is doing you know preserving the rice in places like manjakudi and everything preserving the seeds because when you buy uh, seeds from these agri businesses they sell seeds that are contrary to their own nature and what is one thing that the seed should you know what is one condition that the seed should fulfill the seed should reproduce correct and create more seeds and here are these seeds you buy from the businesses they they only give one crop they don't give seeds yeah they are called terminator seeds so that rice which is you know if you buy this receipts from monsanto and plant them they will make rice but then if you buy if you plant those seeds nothing will come they are designed you know they are genetically modified seeds and so uh, here kalya that is also bhagavan in a certain sense because that is you know in the form of you know what is that disorder which is part of the order that is also bhagavan unfortunately a manifestation of bhagavan in the form of the abuse of free will by these you know greedy people who want to do this you know instead of this this biodiversity who are against biodiversity because they want to make profits so that everybody will come to them you know for rice etc and so now already with the rice we've had some raging controversies now we have basmati grown in texas and it has been uh, patented it is called what texmati texmati yes <coughs> and then they tried to patent turmeric mm-hmm. uh neem and yoga poses also and yeah ginger mustard seeds and this one not mustard fenugreek seeds and then when they when it came to yoga poses sleepy india finally woke up and yawned and stretched and you know and said no 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 you cannot do that you cannot do that because this is all you know communal intellectual property rights we don't have a concept of intellectual property rights at all we never needed it because knowledge always comes from bhagavad and how can you you know here is a tradition that the beautiful sign their own name on works of you know vedanta they all say it is some shankar they all attribute to shankaracharya and so we have numerous works attributed to shankaracharya which are not written by shankaracharya because all the sages who wrote this just defer to the main person because they they all got the knowledge from that and so this is a 
this is a place, you know, India is a place whose knowledge base that everything has come from Bhagavan and you are really nothing, you know, has has been taken to so so much to heart that people don't even sign their name on their works and so individual works. So what to talk about collective works? What to talk about that? You know? Can't say anything. There's nothing to say. And so then finally they put a stop they have put a stop to it, but again one has to be constant constantly vigilant. This is what one has to do. So Purvarya, which are all the things born of the earth, Oshadhi. Oshadhi means plants, trees, Khalya, which are in the form of all kinds of grains, the plenty, the, the biodiversity of the uh, you know the earth is there. It is all because of the Lord, it is all not only because of the Lord, the that which is created. Manifest project is non-different, non-separate from the manifester. This is what has to be properly understood. Khalyavaja. Then, what else is there? Ah, Shlokyavaja, Avasanyavaja. Shloke, Bhavaha, Shlokyaha. So, what is, Bhava means born, born of Shloka. What is born in the Shloka? What is born? Devotion. Yeah, devotion is born, but here what is born is a particular huh? uh, No, what is born in the shloka is in, in devotion, of course, is born, but here supposing the shloka is praising Lord Krishna, then Lord Krishna is born of this particular shloka, correct? So, this is what it is. So, what is born is Bhagavan in various forms, and you know, whoever shloka means that. A praise song. Anything that is there it serves as praise. So shloka, there are so many shlokas. There is, you know, Prakaragnam Pratarindragam Mahavamahi Indra Agni Vayuat Namaste Vayu Swameva Pratyaksham Brahmasi. These are all shlokas. You know? Medham Indra Dadhatu Medham Devi Saraspati. Medha Devi, the goddess of, you know, grasping Shakti and intelligence, both, you know. Medha means Grahana Shakti and the ability to grasp and the ability to say it back in the same way as was taught to you. And the ability to grasp and repeat, this is called Medha Shakti. And you know, so all these are see Durga, Medha, Shakti, Saraswati here, and then what else? Indra, Agni, Vayu, they are all, they all gather life as we praise them in the shlokas. So they are born of the shloka. At least their knowledge of what Indra does, what Agni does, why is Vayu so lovely, etc., is born of you know the shloka. And where where do these shlokas reside? In the first portion of the Veda, most of them. So, Shlokyayaja means to Bhagavan who resides in the form of the Devatas who populate the Shlokas, which are in the first portion of the Veda. It's like those Russian dolls. You know, you open one, you know, it, it opens, one doll will be there. Grandma, you know, and then you open, there is one more doll. When you open, there is one more doll. So, like that. So, first doll is what? The Devatas, you know, Devatas which are praised. And then that is covered by what? You know, Devatas which are praised and the Devatas are praised where? In the Shloka, correct? So, the Shloka and where is the Shloka occurring? One more covering there. And where is the Shloka occurring? In the first portion of the Vedas. And then, then so this is the first portion of the Veda where one learns how what to do, what not to do, basics. Otherwise, one doesn't know how to lead one's life. So the basic things one learns, you know, do this, don't do that, satyam bada, do dharvanchara, you know, follow dharma always, do the right thing. No, but that person is not doing the right thing. Don't look at that person. You look at all the other people doing the right thing. <laughs> you know, because usually Quick, we are to point out who is not following Dharma. 
it's very obvious. But what are you doing? You know? And we always like to point out the exceptions. And so here, you know, this is this is what is talked about. Is that you know this shloka, this first portion of the Veda makes the person, you know, properly dressed. Dressed means what? Dressed to receive the knowledge of Bhagavan. So, because this is the preparation, the first portion of the Veda, through all these prayers, through all the shloka, shlokas, what are we invoking? We are invoking Bhagavan through various ways and the person gets emotional maturity. When emotional maturity causes him or her to question certain things in life and then including what is this life really about? Why should I care about this? And what is really happening to me? Is this all there is to it? Is this just this rat race is all I have? And to those questions, those questions have to arise and they only arise as a result of devotion, as a result of certain experiences in life. Otherwise, there is no point in, you know, question anything. And this emotional maturity gained, those questions arise and those questions have to be answered. Who will answer us? Bhagavan. Bhagavan manifests as a Avasana. Avasana means full stop. Yeah. Oh, Bhagavan is full stop? I mean, I thought you already did that. Yama. No, no. It's not that kind of a full stop. It's a full stop for all the question marks. You see, Shokya will be the one that is obtaining in the shloka. So the person is put on a diet of devotion and karma yoga, doing the correct thing. And then after that, what happens? Is that the person gains emotional maturity and because of the emotional maturity what happens the person is you know ready to ask a lot of questions why am i here what is this all about why should i go here why should i do that why should i keep doing this is this all there is to life you know what is this yearning for and this yearning it is not for money we know that because even people who have lots of money are still yearning you know and then it's not for health because even healthy people are still yearning. Oh, maybe it is for something vague <clears throat> like happiness or something. And then what is this happiness? You know? And why is it so elusive? After five minutes it seems to go away. But I, I want the impossible because if it's the nature of happiness to be short-lived, then I should be happy with that. But what I want? I want forever to be happy. If you ask somebody how long you want to be happy, then I will say two minutes or five minutes. They will say forever. So that so what I want is something that lasts forever. And the you know, and the Lord is the full stop that you know answers all the questions and puts a final full stop. There is no more questioning as a result of which that you know which answer that is given. That is what is called, you know, avasana. Avasanya, avasane bhava, that which is born of a full stop. So Bhagavan is the full stop to all questionings, all kinds of, you know, tumultuous, you know, difficulties, twists with destiny, pains, sorrows, all the questions that one has. Bhagavan answers in such a way that there are no more questions. And where is that? Vedanta. <laughs> ah. So, Shlokya is a very poetic way of saying first portion of Veda, full stop, is another name for Vedanta. Oh, I never knew Vedanta was called full stop. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> and it's a full stop for what? For all kinds of pain, sorrows, fears, questions. Full stop. Finished. It's the final answer. What is the final answer? You are what you seek. The seeker is the same as the sort. So, Bhagavan is a big full stop, you know, and to all kinds of things that one is wondering about, one is not able to figure out, one is, you know, not having any kind of a, you know, what's that, handling over some kind of existential questions about the nature of life, nature of action, all these things, and the nature of the longing. The longing is to be one with Bhagavan, and what does Vedanta say? You are already one with Bhagavan. So 
know, the one grows out of But still that feeling that I am a doer doesn't go. And for that, one, you know, has to study Vedanta to show that you are, which say, you are neither the doer nor done in by other people's doings. This takes a lot of study, you know, to understand in the, you know, the beginning it seems like a, you know, some kind of a, you know, impossible knowledge. How can it be so easy? How can I let go? But the whole idea of duties is that they culminate in an emotional maturity that makes one available for this teaching. Otherwise, this teaching goes like an airplane. I was on yesterday. And what is that? This goes over the head. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. And some noise is there. That's what. And then later on, the noise is deciphered to be Tattvamasi. Oh, that's what the plane said. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. And what is the plane? Teacher. That's all. You know, so the teacher's voice goes over the head. Just like a, some distant noise. That's all it is. So therefore, the emotional maturity from the, you know, from this, you know, going to, to another level, this is what the whole thing is. And that, that has to come in, in the, in the form of some, you know, in the form of the jiva questioning this, you know, questioning that, uh, questioning the very existence. And when that very existence is questioned, then, you know, what is talked about is we have to, we have to uh, understand that we are existence itself. When you question your existence, you have to understand that there is no such thing called your existence. There is only existence and that is what you are. And that same existence is in the form of the rock, in the form of the person, in the form of the dog, the cat, the same existence called Sat. It is all Sat, 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 all the way. And that Sat is you. This is the teaching. That Sat is the dog. That Sat is the cat. That Sat is the person that you are fighting with. Is also that Sat. So that undifferentiated oneness is what it is. And that Sat is existence in the most abstract sense. Without time, you know, otherwise all the existence that we know is time-bound, object-bound, space-bound. Deshataha parichinnaha, kavadataha parichinnaha, and then vastutaha parichinnaha. So when I think of existence, I always think of an object, which is, you know, let's say, a flower. So, and so we have a flower here, nice flower. And so this flower is what? An object. And so this flower is in the form of this flower, not that flower. That one is white, this one is pink. And so the existence here, you know, when I think of flower, I only think of this particular object. In this particular hand, in this particular time, in this particular place, correct? But here the teaching says it is existence. So that which is in the flower, that which is in the sun, you know, and that which is in the, the rain, and that which is in the forest, that which is in the trees, that which is in the earth, is all one, you know, limitless existence. You know? So it's not like, you know, even though we say rock is existent, we can say existence, you know, existence, this sat is rocking, meaning manifesting in the form of rocks, like that. So, in so many ways we can look at it. And then, you know, what form, what is the nature of this existence? The nature of this existence is, you know, sentient. Why? How do you know it is sentient? If I ask the question, are you here? What will you say? Now, immediately you will say, yes. That's because you know you are here. It's all knowledge. It's all knowing. Sentience. It's all knowing because you know you are, you know what you know, you know what you don't know. And what you know plus what you don't know is equal to all. Simple. We've seen this before. And so, like this, you know, this existence, which is all pervasive, 
which is sentient and then which is limitless, not bound by time, not bound by space, not bound by being an object. This is what is talked about here and therefore this has what has to be properly understood. So that is what knowing myself as sat, that existence which is all sentience, all pervasive, all knowledge, chit and then ananta, limitless which here is translated to ananda which is in keeping with human aspiration because that which is limitless is forever. Like happiness has to be limitless and then what? Nothing should be time bound for me to enjoy it. Nothing should be space bound and, and it is an enjoyment which is you know where there is no enjoyer. The enjoyer is the enjoyer and see like in any kind of like if I'm having ice cream and enjoying it then there is ice cream which is a finite amount because more than that if, if one eats one will you know have a stomach ache so therefore what so there is a finite amount and then there is the you know the enjoyer is bound seeing the ice cream there is a birth of someone called the potential eater of the ice cream so the enjoyer is not the, the, the object of enjoyment enjoyer is separate from the object of enjoyment and the object of enjoyment becomes one with the subject of enjoyment and for that small time, 5 minutes, 10 minutes before it melts, I quickly swallow it and then I say, ah, ananda, you know. And then what? Ayo, it is finished. And I told you the story of the 5 year old girl who was crying into her ice cream. What happened? You don't like it? I love it. And what happened? It's already half gone. It's going to finish very fast. I said, if you are crying into it, it will melt even faster. <laughs> you know? So, this is the, this is what it is because, you know, inadvertently the child had kind of stumbled upon this whole thing. This, that the enjoyer and the enjoyment or this is the subject of enjoyment, I, and the object of enjoyment, if they are separate from one another, they can only come together for a brief length of time. There is a certain kind of a union. That's why people are hankering after objects and other people and you know all the time. Some entertainment so that I can't be the enjoyer cannot stand himself or herself because the enjoyer without an object of enjoyment is always longing. And then with an object of enjoyment again is longing because what? It is over very quickly. So therefore one is hankering after so many things. To, to bring on this ananda without recognizing the fact that one already is ananda. In fact, because one is ananda, ananda how? Without being divided into object of enjoyment, subject of enjoyment and means of enjoyment. Ice cream here is me, you know, object of enjoyment. Eating it, jihwa, the tongue is the instrument of enjoyment. Here, an enjoyment personified without needing these what is that? These, these statuses of enjoyer enjoyed. And so this is, that is what puts a full stop to all this hankering and longing. First there is the, the longing is gone because there is a sense, it is replaced by a sense of belonging. Everything is Bhagavan, that is what we are studying. And that belonging also is temporary because I, I know I am everything. There is no one there to belong to. You know? And so, and so and then the other two are very simple. Vanya means burn of forest. And then Kaksha is a grove of trees. Like a grove of trees. Vanya Vacha, Kaksha Vacha. You know, that is the thing, you know. And then grove of trees. The same thing, like you know, it is like all the forest wealth, and also the forest is an ecosystem that balances the whole universe. And that's why we need forests, we cannot dispense with them. And deforestation is scary. And kaksha, sacred groves, the trees that grow in groves in India are considered very sacred. In fact, it's only in uh, India that you marry the trees together, yeah, you know. 
Neem trees, married to people, tree, all these things. Sometimes they grow together. In Rishikesh Ashram, there is. And all the people from the town come and conduct the marriage ceremony of the trees. That shows that each one is interested or very much connected to the other in the uh, for the benefit of the ecosystem. Vanyavaja, Akshyavaja, Namashravaja, Pratishravaja. So then, uh, Shrava is that which is heard. That which is heard. And then, that which is heard means what? Shrutya Bhavaha Shravaha. Here, because this is all talking about the Shruti. Shrutya Bhavaha means, Shruti means what? Shruti means Vedas. So, what is born of Veda? Knowledge. So, that which is heard, mantras are born of Veda, we saw. Knowledge is born of Veda, self-knowledge is born of Veda and that's all in the form of that which is true. If Shravana has to be done, we always say don't read, you know, don't study, don't read, listen. So that, that which is listened to is Bhagavan. So whatever we listen to is Bhagavan and then this Pratishrava means along with that there are certain, Pratishrava can include Manana because there are certain reactions and responses within oneself and that is also what is called you know Pratishrava and uh, you know Pratishrava also means you know you can still also take it as you know the uh, first and the uh, last portion of the Vedas in no sorry that we already saw the first uh, the teaching and Pratishrava means the Parampara the Guru Parampara because First, the teaching comes from Bhagavan and that same teaching comes in different forms from various Gurus and their Shishyas who then become Gurus and their Shishyas who then become Gurus. So this is a nod to the Guru lineage. Shravavacha, Pratishravavacha and then Ashushenavacha, Ashuradhavacha. Ashu means quick here. Ami, Ratha means what? Chariots. So this is a Ashusena is you know these kind of quick wars that are fought, especially these days. It's all over in a day and a half, you know. Some quick wars, smart bombs, all these things. Ashusena, literal meaning. Ashuratha, you can also talk about uh, you know these, what is that? Race cars, NASCAR, and all these big, big race cars and car races. Uh, you know, in those days they used to have chariot races. So it is Bhagavan in the form of anything that is swift. And this includes devatas like Vayu, etc., who come quickly. So this is on the, um, on one level you can take the meanings, Ashusena and Ashuratha. But on another level, it is Bhagavan in the form of wish fulfiller. Ashutosha is a name for Lord Shiva. Ashutosh, we say. And why is you know he called Ashutosha? Because Lord Shiva is considered to be little gullible. Whoever comes, Tathasu. You know, even this uh, what is the, that fellow one Asura came. Yeah, Asura came and said, you know, silly fellow. Said whatever I should touch should turn into ashes. And then what did he do? He, he said, you come here. After he got the boat and he wanted to touch Lord Shiva's head first. Let me bless you. And Shiva ran. Shiva ran away. And you know, hid something. And then Vishnu said, how many times have I told you to consult me before you give out all these boats? You never listen. No, I only have to take care of it. Vishnu always had, you know, the you know, what's that, history of uh, transgendered activity. You know, Mohini over there in the Amrita Mantra, here also he takes a beautiful damsel's you know, avatara and goes. And of course, Bhaspasura immediately wants to marry her then and there. And uh, he says, uh, no, no, we, I come from a very traditional family. And we can't just suddenly get married, we have to go through some purificatory rites, karanyasa, all these things, you know, this, through some certain things. And so, 
I don't know all these things because he's a Rakshasa. How will he know Karanyasa, Lagunyasa, this, that? He will not know. And so she says, don't worry, I'll teach you. And so she makes certain mudras, go like this. He goes like that, go like that, go like this. And then she goes like this <laughs> on her own head. And then he goes like this on his own head. And then, you know, and then is reduced to ashes. And this is how, you know, so this here, this is Lord Shiva. Rudra is after all an avatar of Lord Shiva. So the one who is Ashushena, Ashushena means the one who quickly goes to the aid of the devotees without a single minute to spare. And Ashuratha also same thing. He does not wait till even the devotee prays, quickly goes. But how come he has not come to me yet? Right? <laughs> that means there is Prabala Prarabdha. Better do one homa or something. <laughs> Help yourself out. Okay? Some special prayers. More we'll see tomorrow. Om Pur Pur Namidam Pur Pur Namtachate Pur Rasya Pur Namada Pur Nameva Shishate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sri Guru Yom Namaha